Welcome to Women Weekend, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency into a divine feminine state of love, harmony, abundance, and joy. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has experienced most of the issues that we explore on this show. On today's Identify and Heal solo episode, I'm getting into the third sword of the eight swords of self-entrapment that I'm discussing on the show right now. The third sword is the sword of a lack of self-worth and value. One of the aspects that makes it most challenging to be able to receive and experience the things that we deeply, deeply desire, yet create a barrier to keep ourselves separate from based on our beliefs that we are not worthy of really having these things. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey everybody, Whitney here with an Identify and Heal solo episode. And on today's episode, I'm talking about the third sword of the eight swords of self-entrapment. I spoke about this on the last episode that I did on this. This is now the third episode. The first one, the first sword was that of self-doubt. I didn't actually call that one of the swords at the time because I didn't know I was going to do this. <laughs> Yet I feel there is this theme right now in this year of 2024. We are truly releasing ourselves, freeing ourselves from self-imposed imprisonment. And that's what called me to do this series because various other aspects of entrapment kept coming up into my mind. And the Eight of Swords kept coming up for me in readings. It came up for my reading for the whole year. And I feel that that's part of my major focus. And I imagine it likely is for many of you who are looking to truly break out, have a breakthrough in 2024 to feel better than you've ever felt, to experience some of the things you've never had and always wanted that have been kept from you because of your own beliefs. The Eight of Swords is all about imprisoning yourself. The Eight Swords are around this woman. She could easily get up and walk through them. They're not actually encasing her, yet she doesn't. She keeps a blindfold on and she convinces herself she's stuck. And so she shall remain, and so shall we all remain, trapped until we have had enough and we're ready to break out. The first sword I did was self-doubt. The second sword I did last week was the sword of the fear of judgment that keeps us paralyzed from doing the things we really want to do and being our full self. We're in fear of what other people might think. This week, 
I'm talking about a lack of self-worth and value. That is one of the strongest swords because it hits that place deep within us very often formed early on in early life and childhood where we felt, oh, I'm not as good as that person. Oh, nobody seems to care about me. I guess I'm not good enough to be cared about. Oh, I don't seem to fit in. I guess I don't have what other people have that makes them desirable as a friend, as a partner, whatever it might be. So these things can happen early and then stay with us and become our constant companion through life. They almost become our go-to, our excuse for everything or anything that doesn't go right, that doesn't seem fair, that seems like a negative outcome, an upsetting occurrence. We can go right back to that place of, oh, I knew it. It's because I'm just, I'm not, I'm not. Of course, I don't. That's not going to happen for me. How could that happen to me? I'm not good enough for that. I'm not talented enough for that. I'm not smart enough for that. Whatever it might be. And it's this default mode that we get used to. And the problem is that when you get used to a default mode, that's exactly what default means. It's what you go to. It's your go to mode. It's what you kind of sink into when life shocks you or hurts you or disappoints you, we fall back into that groove. And I've spoken to addiction to victimhood, and this is akin to that. Low self-worth and self-value is a very strong state of feeling like a victim. Nothing works out for me. Nothing happens for me. I've missed out on so much in my life because... I'm just, I just don't matter that much. I'm not that important. I don't have that value and worth that other people have. This is not true. And I say this with the most compassionate and understanding tone because, as I've shared before, I have lived all of my life in this mode. In fact, to give a little anecdote from my life, I have a lovely, beautiful friend. Her name is Corey McDonald. She was one of my first guests on the show three years ago, the 2021, and at this time of year is when I recorded one of my first episodes with her as my guest. She is such a talented clairvoyant and channel, and she's more recently launching a angel transmission or angel channeling program and offerings, and she's actually doing those, she needs people to work with as she does her training. So if you're interested, find me on Instagram and message me. I can connect you with Corey. She's so wonderful. Corey and I did a session. It was lovely. I'm actually going to talk more about that on my Divine Feminine episode on Monday because, wow, that was powerful and very surprising and moving. Corey messaged me this morning, reaching out about scheduling our next session together And she just happened to add at the end of her message, she said, Whitney, your value is 100% always. It always was and it always will be, my love. And it was so sweet and such a wonderful thing to hear at the start of my day. 
And I shared with her, I messaged her back and I said, thank you so much. I needed to hear that. I needed that reminder. I need this focus. I need this focus on my worth and value and to continue building that. Because even though I have come a very long way, I've said this many times in the show, but I used to have rock bottom self-esteem, self-worth, a sense of value. I thought I was completely worthless for most of my life. And it made it very challenging (laughs) to believe that I could have good things or that people truly cared about me and that I could trust that. And although, although those are still challenges, I have built upon it. I've strengthened my self-esteem muscles. I've built my own sense of value and worth that is so much more than I used to have at certain points in my life. Yet, I still have a go-to reflex when certain things happen. So I shared this with her. Yesterday, I was speaking with a friend, a colleague, and he was sharing about how he's going to go spend a month working in another country that's a few hour plane ride from where he lives and he's very excited and he wanted some travel tips and he said and I asked if his girlfriend was going with him because I know he's dating somebody and he said no she's not going to come she has to stay back here to work but I'm going to fly her out as a surprise for Valentine's Day and immediately my first thought was oh my gosh no one would ever do that for me And I was able to catch myself because I'm learning now to have immediate reframes when I have those thoughts. Because again, they're just lingering, reflexive, learned reactions to things that make me think that I'm not as good as others or that I don't have value because I spent so many years with that talk track in my head that I didn't even try to fight. I almost just surrendered to it, kind of like an Eeyore, right? Where I just said, oh, I knew it. Of course, that guy did never follow up. And of course, I still haven't found this or that. And I still don't seem to fit in anywhere because I'm not that great. And I'll never be that great. So I just need to accept that. That's how I felt for so long. So that talk track, that mentality, that addiction to being the wounded one, to being the one that isn't good enough, it became became very strong. I was very much addicted to it. And you can even be just become accustomed, as I've, I've used this analogy, but it's like a pig in mud. You can get more comfortable being in your bog of self-pity in that nice cozy mud rather than doing what it takes to pull yourself up and say no. I know my worth. I know my value. I may not look like everybody else. My life may not look like everybody else's, but I know who I am. I am who I am. And I'm going to honor that and value that no matter how I look, no matter my status, no matter what other people might say about me. Because the thing about your value and worth, it is just as my friend said, it's 100% always, no exceptions, 100% always, all the time, you are of value. You're of 100% value. Cannot change. No matter what, every single human being has that. Every single one. Even people who might commit the most horrendous atrocities, that doesn't change their value. They are still of the divine. 
we can enforce that they can no longer commit and engage in behaviors that are hurting others. Yet the way that we treat people is, is pretty atrocious in terms of deeming them as in as having no value if they've done something that we don't agree with. And yes, again, it's very upsetting when somebody does something that hurts us or hurts another person. Yet we have to understand that we are all of the same thing. So when we condemn another, we condemn ourselves. Just something to think about. And I know not everyone agrees with that, and I respect that. This is one thing where I, and actually with all things, I'm never here to tell anybody what to think or what is so. I don't believe in that. I think everyone has to decide for themselves what their truths are, the beliefs that they hold on to. We're all here working and figuring this out together. It's the belief that I hold that everyone has value. Does that mean I'm going to go spend a bunch of time with somebody that's always mean to me and hurts me? No. As I've said, last year I had so many people fall out of my life. Yet I'm I'm learning to practice the idea of knowing that they are still of value, they're still of the divine. But I'm letting go with love because we're focusing on different things. We're not on the same alignment. So I'm letting it go so they can walk their own path. You deserve that same acceptance, love, unwavering loyalty to yourself. Another part of feeling bound and imprisoned by this idea of not having self-worth or value is that we tend to bail on ourselves. We abandon ourselves. We leave. It's like we want to escape from ourselves when we feel like we've been humiliated or embarrassed or we lost something or didn't get something we wanted. And we start to criticize ourselves and judge ourselves and, again, say these really hurtful things that are not true. Everything is happening for us. Everything. Today, it's been an eventful day. (laughs) Corey's lovely message. And then after she gave me that message, I was all happy. And I took my dog to the dog park after a great Zumba class. Does anybody else Zumba? Oh my gosh, I hadn't had a Zumba class in so long. I just joined a gym for the first time in a long time because I'm finally staying put for a while, at least six months, maybe longer. Upstate New York is kind of growing on me. And I was feeling great and I was driving down this just quaint little residential road and bam, my front right wheel just hit something pothole rock I don't know but I knew it was serious because I've hit some potholes before but this sounded different and sure enough luckily my car is intelligent (laughs) and it started flashing this red light on on the on the screen that said pull over immediately rapid tire pressure loss which was interesting because I always kind of wondered if my car would let me know if I had a flat tire and it did (laughs) because it's freaky it's scary to have a blowout or a flat tire So uh, yeah, I got stuck on the side of the road for like two hours waiting for AAA. My point is, things happen that we don't expect. Things happen that take us off course. And I had the temptation for one millisecond to be like, oh man, like now this is going to mess up my day. This sucks. Now I'm going to have to pay. It's going to cost money. But then little things happened. Like I called AAA And it turns out my membership had lapsed because with all the moving around I do, God knows where (laughs) the the enrollment letter 
went to to sign up and pay my annual payment. So I never paid it. And so I had to pay for a local AAA membership. And it kind of got my juices flowing of, ooh, this is my first thing that I'm doing in New York, in the state of New York, is becoming a AAA member in New York State. And it got this like energy going in me that thought, what if I really, what if this is my new home? What if I can stop being a total gypsy and build some roots here? I can still travel at times, but what if New York is my new place? I think I shared with you all, I got a reading back in May when I realized I I wasn't meant to stay in bed, Oregon, where I was and I was meant to travel on that said, or no, it was actually an astrocartographer that I use who said, go upstate New York. She said, that whole region is very auspicious for you, for prosperity, for business development, abundance. So it sounds like a good place to stay. My point is perspective is everything. Remembering and realizing that even things that seem like a bummer, like a flat tire in the middle of your day when I was about to go get some chores done, I was going to go finally get some things from Target, Home Depot that I needed, couldn't do it. They're all a blessing. They're all leading you to where you're needing to go in that moment. The same goes for when things happen to us that we think, we think, we believe it means, oh, I wasn't good enough for that job. I wasn't good enough for that person. That one person was really mean to me because I'm not special enough. I'm not good enough for them to treat me well. How about you're going to get a better opportunity than that job? You're going to find a better fit than that person who rejected you. And that person who was mean to you is not very nice. (laughs) And you're probably better off without them. Reframing. Reframing is the word reframing the statements that you say. Wow, that guy is flying his girlfriend out to stay with him for the weekend over Valentine's Day. I can't wait for when I get to do that with the love of my life. That's been my practice lately. I reframe it whenever I have that twinge, that reflex of, oh oh gosh, that's so sweet. Oh, they're so lucky. That's so amazing that they would do that for them. No one's ever done something like that for me. That's my poor me mentality, right? That's my poor me. That's my self-pity. That's the old me. This year is a crossroad. I told you all that towards the end of the year, I kept getting all these messages about you're coming to a crossroad, you're coming to a crossroad. Then like I shared in the New Year's Day episode, the magician in the mirror The description I read that basically said, this is your time. You're choosing to either go another cycle of feeling sorry for yourself and not knowing your worth and not knowing your value and letting everyone else tell you who you are and what you're capable of, or you're going to break fucking through that and you're going to tell people who you are and you're going to determine your value and you're going to go for it and you're not going to apologize for who you are. And that's the path that I'm taking. And I hope that all of you will take Because it's not about being arrogant. It's not about being better than. It's just about knowing your personal worth. Knowing that you just like everybody else deserves a place in this world, deserves a voice and for it to be heard, is deserving of love, is deserving of success, is deserving of experiencing joy and fulfillment in your life. These are your inherent gifts in this world. 
These are your rights as a human being, as a soul incarnate on earth. You are deserving of these experiences. Nobody else in the world is more deserving than you. Nothing that could ever happen to you changes your worth. Your worth is infinite and consistent. Nothing can waver it. Being in a place of self-pity or self-doubt or feeling bad about ourselves isn't a reflection of your worth dropping. It's just a reflection of your mindset shifting about who you are. Think of it as like this gold line and you can go, you can match that line when you're feeling good about yourself. You're like, oh man, things really taken off. But then something comes and you feel, you question yourself and you drop below that line. You're the one dropping below your mind, your true essence and your worth never, ever, ever changes from the worst well, from what you would consider the worst possible thing that could ever happen to you experiencing the best possible thing that could ever happen, that worth never changes. Because think about that too. Let's say you get the job you always wanted and then you meet somebody and you find a home and oh my gosh, you're having your 10 of cups moment. Things are coming together. Your worth, that solid gold line is still exactly where it was before. It doesn't rise up to meet your accomplishments. It doesn't drop down to acknowledge your defeats. It's tried and true always. And we always have this gold line running through each and every one of us. Divine does not judge. Only we do. Divine does not change its love or its feelings about you based on what you do or don't do. Never. And you can know that with all assuredness. And remember that. And create a practice around that. Because there is a force in this universe that loves you so unconditionally that you can't even fathom it. It is not possible for source to ever let go of you. It is always holding you and always with you, no matter what. The various concepts that we've created as human beings are so ultimately silly and nuanced and deviated from what is true. We let so many external things dictate who we feel we are, how much value we feel we have, whether or not we feel we're lovable, all of these things. But the truth is that nothing can ever change our worth, our value, or how much we are absolutely and completely loved and adored and held by source, by universe. So keep that in mind and begin a self-worth and value practice. Look at yourself as the most remarkable, brilliant, beautiful person. Maybe that's hard for you to consider, yet it's 100% true. Have you ever met somebody who was so confident and delightfully self-assured? Again, I'm not talking about arrogance. That's very different. Arrogance is almost always an indication of somebody who is deeply insecure and yet trying so hard to always prove to everybody else that they are impressive, good enough, because they don't believe it. When somebody is delightfully self-assured, they're one of those people that just is very optimistic. They're, they just, they don't, it's as if that, that baseline for their confidence is, is genuinely high. Because guess what? What they do or what they don't do is judge themselves based on external occurrences or things. 
So if they don't get a job, they don't say, oh, God, I'm the worst. I suck. They say, okay, that one didn't work out. What's next? These people are rare. They're gems. They're lovely. I love those people. They're such delights. They're so wonderful. I need to take a page out of their playbook (laughs) so I can learn it. And it really is amazing. I think a lot of it has to do with early years. It's the first three years of our lives that we learn how to feel about ourselves. And some people have a really strong development of their sense of self-worth and that they are loved and that they are cared for and that they matter. And others of us don't. And it's really fucking hard. And so those out there who have felt like me, my heart goes out to you. We got this. Keep going. It's going to get better. But we are at a disadvantage in terms of our inner material is, has, hasn't been built up as strongly. So we have to do extra work to build it up. To strengthen it. To make it so that we're not always falling into that place of, oh, I knew it. I'll never be loved in that way. So we reframe. What I challenge you all to do, what I encourage you all to do is find your reflexes. What are some go-to things that you that happen if something that you perceive as bad happens, if something upsetting happens, if something doesn't work out? What's like a go-to thought? Is it, oh, I knew it. I never, ever get what I want. Nothing ever works out for me. Or is it, oh, I knew it. I'm never... I'm not smart enough. I always mess things up. What is it for you? And it can be the hardest thing in the moment because, again, those feelings are addictive. That state of mind becomes so familiar that we want to, we, we always want to stay in what's familiar. So trying to reframe in that moment can be challenging. But guess what? Like I said, we're at a crossroads and you have to start asking yourself, do I want to go for another cycle of this, which could last the rest of your life? Who knows where this crossroad goes to? Maybe the paths diverge, maybe the paths come together again, but maybe they don't. And if we don't do this work now, we might not get another chance in this lifetime to really break off into a new way of living. So I implore you, find where you need to reframe your automatic thoughts. Reframe it from, oh, that's never going to happen for me like I did right? Oh gosh, that's so sweet that he's doing that. No one would ever do that for me too. I can't wait until I meet the love of my life who's going to fly me places and where we're going to adventure together. And I know that that will happen for me. And then what I also did, if this is helpful, and this can be in any regards, this can be in seeing yourself in the office that you one day want to have, the business that you one day want to be the CEO of, or the person that you want to be with. So I put on actually downloaded a bunch of oldies. I don't know if anyone else. I'm 38. So my mom, when I was growing up, always listened to oldies. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the, do you know the song Downtown or all the, the fun love songs from like the 50s and 60s were so brilliant. They're so sweet. Anyways, I downloaded a bunch and I started listening to them. And I just pictured, I pictured myself with the love of my life who we were deeply in love with each other and we're just celebrating each other and that they we would do anything for one another and just so happy to be united. Because I was like, I need to get into that energy. I need to get out of the energy of lack and low self-worth and low value that, oh, I'm never even gonna find somebody who would even <laughs> who would even take me to like a Denny's, let alone <laughs> to fly me to an exotic island off the coast of Greece. We need to shift that. We need to believe. I'm sure you've heard this before, but it's been understood that the phrase seeing is believing is inaccurate. 
It's actually the opposite. Flip it. And there's the truth. Believing is seen. Those who truly believe in things are the ones who experience it because we are creating our own reality. So what we really deep down believe is what we'll always get. I know for myself, that's a big reason that I have not experienced many romantic relationships, at least successful ones, because I fundamentally have not believed that I was worthy of it or that anyone would ever really, really love me. And when you don't believe it, you're never going to see it. So we make that effort. We make that effort to shift and to say, you know what? This is my year. I love who I am. And I'm so tired of not loving who I am. And I'm so tired of the self-criticism and feeling that I'm not worthy and I'm not of value. Learn to love yourself. Learn to love everything about you. Learn to see your own value and your life will change and it will never be the same. And all of a sudden, things will start to come into your life that you've never had before. And it really is not all that difficult because guess what's the most difficult? It's it's feeling like shit about yourself. That's difficult. A quote that I like says, living without any self-esteem or confidence is like driving through life with a parking brake on. It's like trudging through mud when you do not see your own worth and value because you're just, everything feels like a struggle. You're carrying the weight of that pain of the things that happened to you that caused that belief. You're carrying it with you. It's time to drop that load and be free, be light. Remember, I've been sharing recently a lot about the concept of shedding. Shed those ideas, shed those concepts, lighten yourself up, lighten your load. I'm sending so much love right now. I just have to say this to everybody listening. I believe in you. I'm so excited for you. I believe so much. I had this image the other day of our world as a whole. I believe in humanity's potential infinitely. And I really do believe it's going to start shifting soon. I had this vision of the world, basically society, as there was this one big section where it was like big buildings that were all gold-plated, like all fancy and shiny. And the rest of it was like this desolate wasteland, which obviously is an indicate of sort of the 1%, the idea that some people have all the wealth and then the rest of us live in struggle, in lack, all of that. And then I saw that giant tower, the gold-plated buildings and mountains, falling and that light being spread out amongst everybody and that and I had this visual actually of like things like celebrities and you know corp- corporate leaders and people with the wealthy like it was just gone like our revering and worshiping of our idols disappeared because I, I and I'm not knocking anybody who loves people or has somebody that's their hero that's fantastic however ultimately My opinion is that celebrities and people that we put on a pedestal create ultimately a a God-worshipping type of dynamic where it's like they're up there and we're down here. But what I was seeing was literally the notion of we are all one, where all of that was spread equally amongst everybody. And it was so beautiful. It was so all of a sudden like the world was lit up and people were happier. People were happier but simpler. We didn't need all the stuff we thought we needed. We were just happy. We were just happy and enjoying and sharing life. It was, it was a quick image, but it was very powerful. So I had to share that. 
because we are the ones, we are the trailblazers, we are the breakers of chains, we are the one that are going to blaze this new trail, this new way of life. You are a part of that. If you're listening to this, it's because your soul was drawn to this episode. Yet that huge shift in humanity starts at an individual level. When we know our worth, we break the chains because our learn our world has learned to operate by keeping people in this belief that they are not enough, that they are have no value, they have no worth, and so they have to buy it. And they put their focus on externals and they let people tell them that they're better than us and that we're not good enough. Break the chains. And it starts with you. You are of infinite worth and value. You are always loved. You are 100% valuable. You are of 100% value. Always. All right, everybody. I hope this was helpful. Have a beautiful day. Take care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.